Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. And indeed, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. He is eternal. He's not phased by Corona. But wow, boy, we are for the moment, aren't we? <laughs> Thank you again, Psalmist. Mishpacha, it looks like things are going to be challenging for a little while. And now is the time to learn to rely on the Lord. Now is the time to direct others to Moshiach, to Messiah. Amen? Amen. But y'all, I just got one thing to say. Seriously. The toilet paper. Seriously, y'all, come on. <laughs> the toilet paper, my goodness. It is unbelievable. I mean, uh, listen, friends, please don't hoard the toilet paper. I, well, what I can't believe this is that we've been live streaming now for just a few weeks, and yet I am still talking about toilet paper. As far as I'm concerned, that's hashtag sad. <laughs> unbelievable. What is it, man? People, people are just have a fear, you know, not, not necessarily water or, or, or all the food items are fairly stocked, but man, boy, that TP, my goodness. But as, as bad as it is for us, the Lord uh, has really quickened me to reflect upon one of his chief, chief servants in the scriptures because we can learn something from him in this season because there's some interesting parallels that I want to share with you that, uh, that I really think are going to help us navigate uh, this time that we're in. Let's go to the first book of 1 Samuel, please. Chapter 16, 1 Samuel chapter 16. And we're going to hear about this guy. It's so interesting to me in Scripture. Oftentimes, I see uh, this person as an example of the different things that we go through. And yet I also see this person uh, as somebody who teaches us things by what he does. Okay, so 1 Samuel chapter 16, what happens? The children of Israel all ask, give us a king, give us a king. God said, you don't want a king. They said, we want a king. They said, okay. God said, okay. And gave him, okay, so King Saul was the first king, but he was not good. He messed up badly. And in time, of course, David, David would be king. Chapter 16, verse 1, the Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul since I have rejected him uh, as a king over Israel? Uh, and so uh, we see here that uh, the Lord is saying, I'm going to be replacing King Saul. And who is he going to be replacing him with? Well, let's continue in verse 12 where it says this. So 
he sent and had him brought in. This is talking about David. He was ruddy with a fine appearance and handsome features. Then the Lord said, rise and anoint him. He is the one. He is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And the scripture says, And from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came upon David in power. Samuel then went, then went to Ramah. Okay, the Spirit of the Lord then went upon David in power, the word of God says. So David, as a young teenager, was anointed and told that he would be king of Israel. Man, that, that's some heady stuff, Cameron. That's, that's, that's deep right there. Told he was going to be king of Israel as a young teenager. And, and what does it say? It says that the Ruach Elohim, the Spirit of the Lord, came powerfully on David, just as a young teenager. You know, there are two things that strike me about this. One, here, yet again, in the Hebrew Scriptures, it mentions the Holy Spirit of God, the Ruach Elohim. It's interesting because sometimes my Jewish brothers and sisters say, we don't understand, you know, people who, who believe in Yeshua believe in Father and a Son and, and, and a, a Holy Spirit. And, and, and how is that possible when the Shema? The Shema is though crystal clear. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. So he is one. But yet they say, what about this Holy Spirit? It's right here in the Tanakh. It's right here in the Hebrew Scriptures where it says specifically the Ruach Elohim, the Spirit of God was upon David. It could have just said God was upon David, but there's some differentiator that it had that although it is still clearly God, it is the Spirit of God. That is the Holy Spirit. This is a very Jewish and biblical scriptural concept right here. Secondly, because that's almost a side uh, teaching. Secondly, man, what a moment this was for David. What a moment this was, that the Spirit of the Lord was upon this young teenager as he was told he would be the future king of Israel. That, that's intense stuff right there, very powerful. Perhaps the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. Now, not to be king, of course, but for doing his will. But honestly... <laughs> Honestly, Mark, if the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, if, you know, that's, that's such a big thing and powerful thing. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. I would think that that means that things would be easier. I mean, seriously, if the Spirit of God was upon David, you'd think, gosh, the Spirit of God himself is upon this young man. Man, he's, gonna, he's just going to live the life. Things are just going to be easy peasy. And it, it, it makes sense. It really makes sense, right? Superman was popular. He, he had the superpowers and whatever, and so everybody loves him, right? You, you think that if the Lord is in our lives, what can go wrong? If, let me say it again. If the Lord is in our lives, you might think, what could go wrong? What could go wrong? It's funny, I say what could go wrong, when I'm looking out right now at an empty synagogue, <laughs> what could go wrong? The Spirit of God is here. What could go wrong? There's, no, there's nobody here. Well, we got our musicians and our cantor and our service leader. That's about it. Sound, visual, that's it. Nobody else here. It's unbelievable. The, the, the synagogue is empty right now. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? The Spirit of God is with you. Yeah, plenty of things can go wrong. I'm already answering my own question, right? 
So David is anointed and told that he will be king. Then a series of things happen that are really uh, very stirring and, and, and flow with somebody who has the Ruach Elohim, the Spirit of God, upon him. What happens? Well, then, he's still young, he then kills Goliath, okay? He kills Goliath the Philistine. You know the story of David and Goliath. <laughs> he then enters the service of King uh, Saul. So he's now working for the king. Scriptures record that the throngs of people sang, Saul has killed his thousands and David his tens of thousands. So he's a general in Saul's army and he defeats the Philistines and the enemies of Israel as overwhelming military success. This guy's the man. Then what does he do? He wins the, the hand of Saul's daughter in marriage. Okay, now he's marrying the king's daughter. Man, this is like every few years in rapid succession, David is having all of this success. All of this success. All of it sounds great. What amazing victories he has. You know, his friends would have told him, his, his friends coming up to him, gosh, he surely had lots of friends at that time, right? Because he was, he was David and he was having all of this incredible success. And so his friends probably came up to him and said, Dave, you surely are favored by God and the Ruach Elohim is upon you. The Spirit of God is upon you. That's surely what they said. Because it just seemed like he was going from victory to victory to victory to victory, success to success to success to success. And you might see that from the outside. And, and surely people said, wow, boy, the, the Ruach Elohim, the Spirit of God must be upon you very strongly. But you see, friends, life isn't always fair. Life isn't always fair, and things don't always go the way that you script them to go. Because King Saul was jealous of David. Things don't always go the way that I think they should go. I did not plan on all this stuff happening. But they don't always go the way we script them. 1 Samuel chapter 19, a little bit later in the story, 1 Samuel chapter 19, please. Verse 9 says this, But an evil spirit from the Lord came upon Saul as he was sitting in his house with his spear in his hand. While David was playing the harp, Saul tried to pin him to the wall with his spear. But David eluded him as Saul drove the spear into the wall. That night, David made good his escape. So, King Saul then himself, the king of Israel, then tries to kill David personally with a spear. And th this is amazing here. You think about this. He tries to kill King David personally. R did, did you hear all of those successes that he just had? Did you hear all those victories he just had? Time after time after time, year after year after year after year. It was success after success. Though, you know, anointed by Samuel, the Spirit of God is upon him. Goliath, a general, Marion, the king's daughter. I mean, the guy was just immeasurably successful in the king's service. But then suddenly, whoa, the table's changed. Suddenly the king's trying to kill him, trying to kill him. And once David and King Saul's son Jonathan determine that King Saul is intent on killing David, he escapes for his life. He escapes for his life. He, he has to get out of Dodge, otherwise his life is at risk. Suddenly the king is trying to kill David 
after all that, after all that success, and you'd say, hold on, that doesn't seem to jive with the first part of David's life story, the early years, about how he was so anointed by God. And suddenly, hold on, this, that doesn't seem to match the script that you would think. But yet, this is life. This is real life. And, and we see it comes very quickly to a point of incredible isolation. What do we read in chapter 21? starting in, or rather in verse one, it says, so David is escaping and David uh, went to, to, to Nob, to Ahimelech the priest. Ahimelech trembled when he met him and asked, why are you alone? Why is no one with you? It's so interesting to me that the, that the priest who's there in the place where David is escaping to, the priest looks at him, and here's the, the great and mighty David that the throngs have all applauded, and, he sa- and, 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 and he's baffled. The priest, the priest looks at David, who's come uh, to his place, and, and, and he's baffled. He, he doesn't understand. He, it, it doesn't make any sense to him. He said, David, why are you alone? Why is nobody else with you, the great and mighty David. Now he is all alone. He's all alone. And then what does he do? Then he escapes to the Philistines. He's, that's where he's essentially in exile in Philistine country. This is the great and mighty King David. He's in Philistine country, separated from the people he knew and loved, cast into limbo, into a state due to a situation that was not his fault. He was alone. Does that sound just a little bit familiar? Uh, let, me, let me say what I just said one more time and let you think about what I'm saying because it should sound somewhat familiar. Separated from people we know and love cast into a limbo state due to a situation that is not our fault alone. To me, it's remarkable the parallels of where David was at that very moment and where we are right now. Here's the reality. All of us right now are in a situation that is extreme and really disconcerting at times. We can't see the people we care about oftentimes. It's interesting, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking and reflecting a lot of my dad, our Rabbi Emeritus. As, as most of you know, my dad is in assisted living and, and he is literally not allowed outside his room right now. He is not and, and, and shouldn't and, and is not expected to be allowed outside his room at least through the end of the month. Not allowed outside his room right now. And we are not allowed to visit him. The, the family not allowed to go visit Rabbi E. And listen, they are protecting the elderly right now, and that's the right thing to do. And that's good. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. That's a good thing. They're protecting him in his facility. That's great. But in the meantime, here he is alone. Here he is alone. And so many of us 
are more alone than usual. So many of you are much more alone, lonely than usual. Now, I know that some of you might feel differently if you have kids home from school and maybe the spouse home from work. Uh, I, I recognize that, Rabbi, I don't feel completely alone. In fact, I'm feeling like I got a lot in my, in my grill right now. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. And some of you who are introverts to start with are just like enjoying yourself. It's like, wow, okay, I ain't got to talk to anybody. How nice. Okay, but truly, friends, given that we are so isolated from each other, even if you have some people, immediate family members around you, it's so easy to feel lonely. It's just easy to feel lonely right now. Our singles, our widows are very isolated right now, feeling very alone. God made us to need physical interaction. One of the the challenges of society today as it is with technology is our tendency, is the tendency that some people have to isolate. Some people just just tend to isolate, and isolation can lead to depression. See, this is why now more than ever, right, we need to be turning our eyes to the Lord. We need to turn our eyes to Him, Mishpacha. And what do we read in the Psalms? It's so interesting here to, to read the psalmist because when you understand what it is that David was going through, it helps you understand the Psalms a little bit better. And uh, and in particular, when you understand that he felt alone so frequently and he was suddenly alone, then it helps you in our current situation where we are feeling quite alone. It's a very different sensation than most of us have. And so we're going to start in verse 16, please, of, of chapter 25 of the Psalms, verse 16. It says, turn to me. This is David's cry unto the Lord. This is part of David's call unto the Lord, considering what it is that he's going through. And as you hear what King David is praying to the Lord, consider how you might be feeling even now, what you might be going through in this isolated place, even if you have somebody with you or if you don't, and see if you can relate some to what he's saying and, and what, where he's turning here. What does it say? It says, King David says to the Lord, turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. The troubles of my heart have multiplied. Free me from my anguish. Look upon my affliction and my distress and take away all my sins. See how my enemies have increased and how fiercely they hate me. Guard my life and rescue me. Let me not be put to shame, for I take refuge in you. May integrity and uprightness protect me, because my hope is in you. This is what the psalmist is saying right now. David is is saying that in his anguish, when he is in anguish, and when he is afflicted, and when he is, wait for it, when he is lonely, right? He turns to the Lord. Friends, as corona spreads, we feel more and more isolated. They, they just started the uh, shelter-in-place order. Please be, be careful and, uh, and, and, and follow what the authorities are telling us here just to keep yourself safe. 
But, but with all this going on, we can feel more and more isolated, friends. Even when I do go out to Kroger or Publix, which is not very often, but even when I do go out to, to Publix or Kroger, I find myself wanting to, uh, to shoot the breeze with the, the people there a lot less than typical. You know, I can talk to people. Hey, how you doing? What's going on? Hey, well, how's business? You know, but I find myself when I'm there at, at Kroger, I just kind of want to take care of business and move along, right? My, my, ca- my cashier, this is a true story. <laughs> my cashier the other day, I had this, little <coughs> had this little cough, man. I'm going like, oh, come on, man. I'm thinking in my head, oh, my God, you got to be kidding me. This is my cashier? I mean, this is my cashier. And he's like, bleep, 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 bleep. It's like every item, man. He's like, <coughs> and I'm like, oh, dude, seriously, man. I mean, can you just like even pretend? I mean, what's going on here? Bleep, bleep. He's thinking, well, let me see. Where's the UPC looking for us? No, man, please. Just put the, put the food down. I'm thinking, you got to be kidding me here. This, I'm being completely uh, true about this. You know, I'm thinking to myself, and what's going in your head, right? Okay, well, what's happening? Was he just clearing his throat? Is that what he's doing? Is, is it allergies? The allergies are at a high. The pollen is out like crazy. Is this dude just got some allergies? Was he just clearing his throat or something? It, hold on, is he sweating here? Is that like a fever? I can't tell, man. Is he sweating? Is it just because he's been working so hard here at, at the grocery store? Is, is that a fever? Man, he's touching every item in my cart. You know, what is this, man? I mean, it's... Listen, I'm, I'm not saying that we shouldn't, shouldn't be cautious, but boy, this is not what my, where my head was going at all a month ago or a year ago or five years ago or 10 years ago. Th- things are different right now. We are isolated. One of my favorite things, one of my favorite things is seeing all of our mishpacha. I love it when we're here at Beth Hillel and able to interact and to be with each other. And so many of you are, are, are not at work or, or out of work or even your clubs or your friends and you're not getting together like you were before. It's really hard. It's hard to be so isolated, especially as time goes on. More and more time goes on. You feel more and more kind of cabin, what do they call that? Uh, cabin fever, exactly. You know, you, you just get so isolated. But, but you see here, what is David doing? David is calling upon the Lord to help him with his feelings of isolation. David had to flee from King Saul for, get ready, wait for it, here it comes. This is how long. He had to flee from King Saul for around seven years. Oh my goodness, friends. Come on, somebody. Oh boy. Give me some... I don't want to say give me some oxygen. It's got a different connotation these days. But you know what I'm saying. It's it's hard to breathe. Can you imagine? We're we're struggling a month into this. we got another however much longer to go. It's not going to be real short. But here was King David alone and and, and, and fleeing for his life for seven years from King Saul. You can understand. This is the great, the, the Spirit of God is upon him. And indeed, the Spirit of God was upon David. And yet, even though the Spirit of God was upon David, here it was, he was fleeing for his life from King Saul for seven years. Seven years, my friend. Some of you out there are probably having some time of uh, some doubt and some not understanding. God, why? Why is this happening? Why am I like this? Do you, are you really up there? Do you, do you even care? You've got to think that King David may have had some of those thoughts. I mean, he, his life had just been going so smoothly. And, and, and the, the prophet said, the Spirit of God, the Ruach Elohim is upon him. 
And yet here it is, he's, he's being chased for seven years. You can see why this relates to where we're at right now in this psalm, when he was being chased. Yeah, y'all, we need to be turning to the word of God for our refuge. You can, you can relate to what he's saying, because this was David the giant slayer, the popular general. Yet the, here he was with really with no one to turn to, no one to turn to but God, beloved, turn to God. Now, more than ever, David asks God to free him from his anguish. He asks for God to rescue him because he says that his hope is in God. Ooh, hope, hope. His hope is in God. We must have hope. We must have hope. I've read that doctors and scholars are saying that the peak of the virus is yet to come. It's yet to come in the next few weeks or whatever. The peak of the virus is still coming. So we're a ways away from the end of this, everybody. And sadly, the news of our dear one's passing is going to get worse. We're going to be in a bit of national mourning as each day we hear a higher number. And each day, it's a higher number. And you know what? It feels like a, a nail just being driven into me. And I know our Rebbitson, when she hears the number each day, it just, it's, it's, it's piercing to us. Why? Because we love people. And yes, we do mourn as we should mourn. But at the same time, there is hope. There is hope. Deuteronomy from the Torah, please. Chapter 31, Bavakashah. Deuteronomy chapter 31. Deuteronomy chapter 31, please. <laughs> part, of the, part of the charge to Joshua says this. Mishpachah. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. When you get cabin fever, when you're going through fast food withdrawals, I know my kids, okay? God bless them. I know you're watching. My kids are going through some serious fast food withdrawals. They're like, you know, Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A. And, and I know you can go through the drive-thru and stuff, but we're trying to kind of pack it in at home and stuff. And we're like, yeah, no Chick-fil-A. They're like, oh, I need Chick-fil-A. I need Chick-fil-A. Please, Chick-fil-A. I'm telling you something. When, when this thing is over and, and they like it, they're going to be wanting to go to Chick-fil-A for every meal. Mark works for Chick-fil-A. Actually, that's right, Mark. Yeah, and so they're just wanting that. They're going through withdrawals right now. Uh, and some of you maybe are too. When you're feeling alone, when you're missing friends and family, when you have this lonely feeling, always know, like it says in Deuteronomy, always know that the Lord is with you and he will never leave you and he will never forsake you. Really know this in your heart, that he is with you. It doesn't matter where you go. It doesn't matter what situation you're in. It doesn't matter how isolated you are how alone you might feel. You are not alone. The Lord will never leave you nor forsake you. Never. So says he, even 
to your last breath. Even to Emma's last breath, the Lord did not leave her nor forsake her. And she is with the Lord now. Finally, listen to me, Mishpacha. This too shall pass. Let's go to 2 Corinthians as we get ready to close. 2 Corinthians, Bavakashah, verse chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. This too shall pass. It's interesting because uh, some people think that this too shall pass is actually right out of the Bible. It's not, but it does, but it does convey a biblical message here. So 2 Corinthians chapter 4, starting in verse 16, it says this. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. And which is a wonderful, wonderful verse and very powerful because the Lord reveals himself to us. But now we'll move to chapter 4, verse 16. It says, Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wearing away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. See, we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, and what is unseen is eternal. Oh, my friends, absolutely true. Yes, corona is temporary. We have to fix our eyes on what is unseen because corona is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Corona is temporary, but the good that we do is eternal. The forgiveness of the Lord is eternal. The word of God is eternal. Therefore, we do not lose hope, for a glory awaits us if we fix our eyes upon Yeshua. We will have hope in this crisis that sustains us and that will show others the way to salvation. The title of my message is God is with me and he is with you. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah, or how you can become part of our Bethlehem family, please visit our website at www.bethlehem.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L.org. Or call 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services, Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and shalom. Nine, 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 nine.